Howdy and my friends, welcome to episode 18 of the Daily Run through the book of Titus. We are in verse 7 of chapter 1. We've been kind of going through these uh, qualifications for church leadership one at a time. And I don't know if we'll do one or two today or three, but uh, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, you know, I'm doing that on purpose because I think these things are important. Uh, I think these are important uh, things for uh, for us to understand and also for important things for us to uh, to hold ourselves to. As I've said a number of times, we should not hold our leadership to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. But um, while we may be, maybe you're new in the faith, maybe there's things you struggle with and you recognize, you know, I'm, I'm not where I need to be in these, in these spots. Well, before somebody is a leader in the church, they need to be in the right place in, in these, in these spots. Now, some people would say, I, you know, I don't know anybody that meets all these qualifications. I know people that are close, but I think one of the important questions is, is there humility in that person, right? Can that person, if they, if they do have a short temper, can they be confronted with it? You know, can they, will they, are they repentant when they mess up? Because that's really the idea of being blameless. Like you said, a blameless steward at the beginning, you know, is if somebody messes up, are, do they have that character of being humble enough to, to uh, repent of that, that mess up, that mistake? So anyway, let's look at this. Uh, it says for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick tempered. And the next one is not given to wine. Now, when you read um, uh, the same verse in the ESV, it says, um, instead of given to wine, it says, uh, nor a drunkard. And I think this is interesting because uh, one of the things I, I like to do is I like to look at different versions of the same verse and kind of see how... Um, different Bible translators and translating teams, um, how they translated the verse. And so in the NIV, it says not given to drunkenness. The new living translation says must not be a heavy drinker. Um, the, um, King James version says not given to wine. Um, anyway, but what the word, what the word actually means, like the, in, in the Greek, it means it's a combination of two words, the word wine and the word near. And so um, the idea is someone who isn't near wine, you know, and, and so there's a lot of debate about, you know, what exactly does that means, someone who's not near wine. But I, I think the, I, the, the point is someone who, who doesn't always have wine at hand. And so why, right? Why is this? Why is this a condition for leadership that, you know, that Titus is told by Paul, consider this thing. Um, they should not be given to wine. Well, um, in the Old Testament, we know that there are certain people that are not supposed to be given to wine. And those would be priests and kings. And you can read about that in Leviticus 10, um, when God is speaking to um to Aaron, he says, drink no wine or strong drink, you or your sons with you, when you go into the tent of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. And then in uh, Proverbs 31, verse 4, um, it says, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, 
it is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. And so um, we see there that there is a, a warning um, by God to the priesthood um, saying, this is, you're not to, you're not to do this. Don't, you know, don't show up to work, you know, drunk. Don't drink when you enter into, um, into the, the, the tabernacle or the meeting of, of people. So it wasn't for priests to, um, to be uh, drinking. And, and then in Proverbs, uh, Solomon writes to Lemuel, uh, it's not for a king to do this. And so um, now we see it's, it's mentioned again in, in uh, in leadership here, you know that a king or a, a a bishop should not be given to alcohol or near to alcohol. So 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 why 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 shouldn't they? And I, I think the 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 uh, the reason that we see in Proverbs and um, it is is just the same. It's it's a matter of um, you are leading others. You you shouldn't have your um, you shouldn't have your uh, your facilities, your fa- facilities, your faculties. That's the word, not facilities. Your faculties, um, your your facilities should work, but your faculties should not also should not be impaired. You don't want to be impaired in your decision making, and you know that's one of those things that that I think most of us understand is when people uh, when they drink large amounts of of alcohol, or some of them, or just a small amount. They're impaired in their decision making, and so you do not want to have leadership that is impaired. And so, this is um, good advice. Good advice uh, here. You know, don't be impaired. Don't be impaired. And as I said, you know, before that we we want to look at these things and say, okay, these are standards for our leaders. But what about me? I, I, you know, if I'm a king and a priest, you know, as you know, we are called in the New Testament, we're a royal priesthood. You know, we are sons of the king. Uh, you know, we are, um, we are, we are the priesthood. Uh, it's not like some special sect or group within Christianity or like you know, the Catholic priests or the Anglican priests. No, it's it's every every Christian is a a priest. We have direct access through our great high priest, Jesus, um, to the Father. You know, and, and when Jesus died on the cross, the, 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 uh, the veil was rent, that, that thing between the Holy of Holies, which is where the presence of God was in the temple, and the rest of the temple, it was ripped from top to bottom. Um, access to God now available through, through Jesus. So anyway, we should not be impaired. You know, the Bible tells us, don't be drunk, you know, don't be drunk with wine, you know, but, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, don't be, don't be drunk. Don't, don't be impaired. Now, a lot of people don't necessarily like that. A lot of Christians don't like that because they enjoy being a little impaired, uh, but that's, you know, don't be impaired. The next thing he says is violent or not violent. Now this, I think. Is fairly straightforward. You don't want a leader who's violent in the church. Now, they may have at the time saw 
someone as a great military leader and said, this guy would be a great leader in the church as well. Uh, you know, he's a great military leader, but maybe that person is a great military leader because they have a certain um, lust for or taste for violence. And of course, that's not the case for every military leader. But, you know, at the time of that it was written, perhaps that was the case. Uh, as I mentioned before, like just because someone's good at business doesn't mean they're going to be good uh, or qualified to run the business of the church. So I think violence is pretty obvious, but, you know, we, you don't want a person that is is violent. There's, uh, and, and we talked about like the short tempered last time, you know, because those are, those are symptoms of a greater, greater problem. You know, if you're a person who has a short temper, you may have written that off as just, well, I'm short tempered, you know, or maybe you blame it on your, your ancestry, you know, your, your ancestors are from Ireland and you're redheaded. So you, you have a short temper or you're Italian. So you're short tempered. I'm both of those things. Um, whatever it is, you know, the problem is not your ancestry. It's a sin issue. It's not a fruit of the spirit being quick to anger. It's being self-controlled is a fruit of the spirit. And so you need to ask yourself, if I'm quick to anger, why? Why am I quick? Why, why am I short-tempered? Why am I violent? You know, and you can go and read in the book of James about why, why are there fights and disputes amongst you, you know? And, and he talks about, you know, you, you lust and want, you want these things. You, the reason that there's fights is you want something you, you're not getting your way and you want it. You know, wh why do you get angry? It's because you don't get your way. You know, I, I had a friend that used to talk about how, you know, he'd gone to these anger management classes and they taught him all these different piece, reasons that people get angry. But what they all were, were excuses for your anger. You know, you're angry because of all these things. And so it was helping you to work through all of your, your baggage in the past. But really what it comes down to is this, you're, you get angry because you're not getting what you want. And when you recognize your own selfishness in that, and it's a great thing. It's a great thing to, to, to recognize and remember, if, you know, when, if you're a person that gets angry, angry regularly, write it down. I get angry when I don't, when, you know, write down, I, I get angry when I don't get my way. This is not a fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Memorize that. Memorize it. And when you start to lose that temper, you recognize you're walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. repent say god ah oh, for god forgive me i'm 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 desiring to blow my top to lose my temper to be violent to solve to, to get what i want through fighting and warring rather than coming to you the bible says you don't have because you don't ask so the same section in james where he's talking about wars and, and fights you don't have because you don't ask and when you do ask you ask that you might spend it on your lusts you know, it's all, it's all about selfishness. So if that's your tendency, don't fall for the lie that's just the way you are. Recognize the truth that you get angry because you're not getting what you want. Recognize that as selfish, though sometimes we get angry in it's righteous anger. Of course, you know, if somebody's being harmed someone's being physically hurt and you get angry to see that well yeah because you don't want that to happen and it's righteous anger 
if someone's you know committing some crime against someone you care about yeah um that makes sense uh but there also is a degree of self-control where you don't flap the handle and kill the person or beat them to a pulp or or whatever else you know that there is a proper response and the proper response might be um, getting physically involved if someone's being harmed but that's not typical that's very unusual i can only think of maybe a very small handful of times in my life where i had to intervene physically in a confrontation um between between people um anyway i could tell stories but i'm not gonna because that's the end of our time together today so hey uh, God bless you, and next time uh, we'll talk about um, not greedy for money. God bless you. Talk to you soon.